Well, that's my new music, folks. It's uh, Myred Green, who's from Akeltibui in the Western Ross area of Scotland. It's her own composition and it's called Passing Places. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Passing Places, my personal podcast about my travels around Scotland, mainly by motorhome but also by motorcycle and with some hill walking thrown in for good measure. So as you heard there at the start of the show, I think I've resolved the jingles problem. I was quite keen to get some traditional Scottish music and while I was searching online about passing places and how it ranked in Google, I kept coming across Myra Green's composition called Passing Places, which was commissioned for Celtic Connections in the year of homecoming in 2009. So I thought, well, I'll get in touch with her. And Myra came back very quickly and said that she'd be happy to give me permission to use the music on the show. So the introduction there I've just grabbed very quickly off the internet and I'm waiting on the DVD CD of the music arriving in the next few days. So I'll spend a bit of time finding some bits that are suitable for the podcast and hopefully I'll have that sorted for next week. Now in this week's show I haven't been away this week uh, so I thought I'd do you a quick episode about my current hometown or city which is Stirling and I've been out and about in a couple of locations over the last few days so that's the main content for this week. Last weekend I was over on the east coast of Scotland again, uh, further up the coast at one, well just north of Montrose, at a little campsite called Milton Haven. It was another great weekend with Katie and Dermot in their new van and we had pitches directly on the shoreline and we enjoyed a walk on the Saturday. We walked over to the little fishing village of John's Haven which is just a mile and a half or so further up the coast. And it was a a lovely little village, unusual in today's uh, situation that it's still active as a fishing community and many of the people that live in the village still have boats and go out and fish. So long may that continue. And as I say, it was a nice little shoreline walk and the rest of the weekend was, was relatively quiet. So when I came home this week, I was thinking I'll get off somewhere And then, for a variety of reasons, I decided just to stay. So, I'm off again tomorrow. I think I'm heading down to Dumfries and Galloway. So, I'll make a decision tonight or tomorrow morning, based on the weather. And I'll see where that takes me. Now, my computer crashed when I came back at the end of the weekend. And I haven't managed to find the time or the energy to fix it. I'm pretty good with computers, so I'm sure I can strip it down and sort it. So I'm using my memory, which is never very good, to try and recall some of the uh, shout-outs or mentions I'd like to make to people. Um, Brian, I think it's Brian Boone, who goes under the name Orchard Camper on my site. Brian's been keeping in touch and he liked the episode on Boat of Garten. And he mentioned that he also had fond memories of Killen and the River Dockert and the little... I think it's the McNabs who are buried, a little burial ground just down by the bridge there beside the river. One of my favourite spots to stop off, usually when I'm on the motorbike right enough. So thanks Brian and I hope you keep uh, keep listening to the show and by all means give me further information advice. I hope the 
information I've provided you about uh, making videos from still photographs is proving to be valuable, but get in touch if I can be of further assistance. I also wanted to mention a chap called Motorhome Dreamer who has left a comment on my website and he's, uh, if I say he's a bit like myself, he's, it sounds like he's retired and he's bought himself a, an auto sleeper uh, motorhome or I think it's a motorhome. I know the van but I don't know whether it's polite or proper to call it a motorhome or a camper van but they're very, very well appointed. Uh, nice vans to have so if you want to check out another blog uh, I had a little read yesterday and it's a it's a good read so I've added his link to my website so you can pop on to bonnytours.com and dip over to Motorhome Dreamer and hear somebody else's story about getting out and about on his travels and I think he was talking about potentially coming to Scotland this year so maybe I'll catch up with Motorhome Dreamer one day soon. So I hope I haven't missed MD out, and if I have, I'll get back to you, I'll mention you next week. Uh, hopefully I'll have my computer back up and running and I'll be back to normal. The final shout-out I wanted to make was to Kate Shaw, who lives in Australia. Now, I think every week I ask you to get onto that website and try that voicemail. And Kate uh, left me a, an absolutely fantastic voicemail. I was really, I was quite overwhelmed. When I read it, sorry, when I listened to it. So I'll play you Kate's uh, voicemail just now and you can have a listen. Hi, Kevin. My name is Kate. Um, I've been listening to your Passing Places podcast probably for about, I probably found it about three weeks ago. So I downloaded from the beginning and now I've just listened to episode number 10 and I just wanted to let you know that. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I have never been to Scotland, but I have Scottish ancestry and my husband was born in Scotland, although his parents moved out to Australia, where we are now, in 1963. So um, my husband is Raymond, he's turning 50 next month and for my 50th next year we're thinking of coming over to visit some of his friends and family in Scotland. He has a lot of cousins in Scotland still and aunts and uncles in Dunoon. Um, but I just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. I just, I guess I get a sense of the countryside and, and the peacefulness and the beauty of the place through you. I think your the quality of the recording that you have is amazing. And I just find it very calming and very quite therapeutic to listen to. So I just wanted to say thank you. You don't have to play this for everyone else to hear, but I wanted you to know that I'm really enjoying your podcast and I do hope you keep making them and sharing your joy with the rest of us who can't get there. Thanks very much, Kevin. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. So a big thank you, Kate. That was a uh, fantastic feedback. It's, it is a funny feeling when you're talking into a microphone and the way the RSS feed works and people subscribe to the podcast or listen. I've got no idea other than the number of downloads. I've got no idea who people are and who's listening and where they are unless they get in touch. So it's fantastic to know that there are people listening and that I'm making a connection. And your feedback was just really, really generous. So 
thank you very much. And if you are coming over to Scotland next year, I'll offer you any advice or tips I can. And maybe we might even catch up when you're over. And there are so many other people who I guess are listening to the podcast, but who I also speak to online who have fantastic information about Scotland. So I'm sure I can find out things for you if you've got any questions. So why don't you get onto that uh, voicemail yourself and let me know who you are. Just even a quick hello. It doesn't have to be as good quality audio as Kate's was. It doesn't have to be very long. Just uh, get on and say hello and tell me whether you're enjoying the podcast. And if you have any questions and any ideas or topics for future episodes, and I'll see if I can deliver. So let's get into this week's episode. Now, Stirling is a... It's a, it's a lovely location for me because it's uh, very central, slightly north of the central belt, so it's really good for me to get into the highlands. It's easy to get to the east coast or the west coast, and it's not too far if I want to go down to the borders or to, like tomorrow, hopefully Dumfries and Galloway. It's a very historic city. I think from the um, recordings I've made out and about, there's probably enough information about the history of Stirling within those recordings for you to get a feel and a sense of the place. But I'll also add a couple of videos. I've uh, got videos of Stirling Castle, the Wallace Monument, and I've also got a video of the Bannockburn battle site, the memorial uh, centre, which is currently being completely rebuilt in terms of the visitor facilities. So the audio that you're about to hear is uh, just myself out and about in the last couple of days at uh, Flanders Moss, which is a nature reserve just about four or five miles from my flat, and also just a two-minute, five-minute walk up from my flat is the Gillies uh, Wood, and both are great locations where I often go, and hopefully the, the little recordings will give you some sense of what the two places are like. I've probably cut them back quite a lot because there's only so much rustling leaves and uh, wind noise that anybody can take and the little external audio recorder has condenser microphones and it it picks up every single piece of uh, wind noise so you you very quickly get interference so I'll, I'll try not to butcher it in terms of cutting too much out but it'll give you a sense of what I've been doing for the last couple of days and as I say I'm off tomorrow probably down to Dumfries and Galloway or perhaps just down to South Ayrshire but uh, that will probably be content for next week's show so here we go let's have a listen to uh, my recent visit to Flanders Moss Well here I am at Flanders Moss which is a national nature reserve about 5 or 6 miles from Stirling it's a wetland area the whole of the floodplain around here two or three hundred years ago was peat. And if you stood today on the parapets of Stirling Castle looking westwards, you would see a very fertile floodplain of farmland with crops and livestock as far as the eye could see. And right off to the west in the distance you would see Ben Lomond and slightly further right you would see the hills of the Trossachs including Ben Leddy and Ben Venue. But up until about 200 years ago, the 
local people were removing millions of tons of peat to fuel as fuel for their fires and also as walls for their buildings. They had timber-framed houses with uh, peat as the main building material. So Flanders Moss is a, a remnant of the original peat bog and as I say it's now a na national nature reserve. It's a place I often go because I hardly ever meet a soul. It's always very, very quiet. It's just a, maybe a kilometre of boardwalk around the the trail and there's a three-storey viewing platform which if you climb up to the top gives you a view of the whole of Flanders Moss but also allows you to look out to Stirling and to the hills I've already described. Today it's a lovely sunny day but there's quite a stiff breeze so there's a fair bit of wind noise being picked up by the microphones but I was looking into a pond there a few minutes ago and the tadpoles were just beginning to hatch out, so that's a, a good sign of spring. And when I'm mentioning Stirling Castle, if you visit Stirling, it, it for many hundreds of years was the probably the centre of Scotland. It was called the brooch of Scotland, which is a type of uh, badge, really. And I think it was called the brooch because it was the linchpin. If you look at the shape of Scotland with Glasgow, Central Belt being the narrow part in the middle, with Glasgow on the west side and the River Clyde and Edinburgh and the River Forth in the east. As you head north through that narrow area, the easiest crossing point is quite far up the River Forth at Stirling. So the castle, which is a natural rock formation, I believe it's probably a volcanic plug, the castle is a major fortification and many battles have been fought primarily between England and Scotland over control of Stirling and Stirling Castle. So if you go back beyond the two or three hundred years ago when they were digging the peat to say 700 years ago, maybe 1313, which I presume was probably for some people a bit of an unlucky omen, but the English at that time controlled Stirling Castle and the Scots were laying siege to the castle and it wasn't until 1314 that England brought an army uh, up from the south and the Battle of Bannockburn took place. And I'm no great historian but I, I mentioned the Battle of Bannockburn because I'm just leaving Flanders Moss just now and I'm going over to Gillies Wood or Gillies Hill which is just outside Stirling uh, at Camba's Barn and it's a place I also like to go for a walk with the dog, it's a fantastic area. And it's really the woodland walk and the fact that there are red squirrel and all sorts of other uh, wonderful things to see in the woods. Deer and some amazing trees. One of Scotland's top 100 trees is in Gillies Wood. I have a video which I'll make sure is on the website, which is of a visit I made to the Bannockburn Memorial. I think it was in January of last year. Because I knew the, the whole site was due to be closed down for major... Uh, renovation and refurbishment in time for the 700th anniversary next year so they're building a, a brand new visitor attraction at uh, Bannockburn and redeveloping the facilities so if you get to Stirling and you're interested in the history of Scotland then as I say you've got the castle you've got the Wallace Monument you have the Bannockburn um, site and Stirling itself there's some other uh, amazing buildings within Stirling
there's a red squirrel here on the... the shh, be quiet. Be quiet. There's a red squirrel running along the woodland floor and it's Skid growled first, but he's now really spooking it. It's frozen down my tree. Be quiet, stay there. Stay there. No, you stay. So, jackpot. First red squirrel of the year. It's just sitting down by the tree. It's maybe 30 feet from us. I've got him in a short lead. You stay there. Sit down. Stay there. Stay. Oh, Jack Brussels. Who would have one? No. Be quiet. I don't want to move. I'm sitting down on a fallen tree. Out. Just sitting down quite low. I don't want to get up because it'll frighten the squirrel off and Skid's just going to go berserk if he sees it again. So he's quite good at uh, finding them. <laughs> just useless to have them around when they're here. So we'll give it a few minutes, try and calm the dog down. I'm pretty sure he's still there. I can't see him just now, but he wouldn't have got far without me seeing where he's gone. I'd imagine he'll climb the tree in a second. But that's great. First time up here this year. I was just about to give up. I was just about to head home. And uh, it just ran right across in front of us. That's what sent Skid into overdrive. So I think he can sense it's still there. So he's a little... You're a little bee, skiddy boy. Sit down. Mm, I seem to have lost it now. I don't know if it's just behind the tree at the moment, but it can't have left the area because you always see them at some point on one side or the other of the tree and as they get near the top then they start jumping from branch to branch so I think he's still quite low down I think next time I'll have to leave Skid at home not fearing the squirrels or him really but uh, it just goes to show if you're prepared to sit for 10 minutes or so I've been all round Gillies Wood, but this particular little spot is where I've seen the most red squirrels, so it must be a good spot for them too. I'm pretty sure it's still down near that tree, I just heard the leaves rustle a little bit. The sun's quite low in the sky, so it's illuminating the trees really well if the squirrel would just run up the trees, we'd have a good look at it. Lovely colour, red squirrels, it's a really chestnut, reddish colour. Some of them have white markings too. Uh, I was looking at one up in the Cairn Gorms last year and it had a full white chest. The real problem in Scotland with red squirrels is the grey squirrel, which was its not a native species of 
squirrel, but it's come into, it was imported to Britain and it spread very rapidly and it's much more, uh, not aggressive, but it, it does drive the red squirrels out of their natural habitat and it also carries a disease which, whilst the grey squirrel is a carrier, it doesn't kill the grey squirrel, but it kills red squirrels. So red squirrels have been in rapid decline over the last hundred years plus. So they're a, quite an iconic species now in Scotland. And there's all sorts of attempts to control grey squirrels. So when you see those cute grey squirrels in your garden, just remember that in some ways they're, they're pests. <laughs> ah, now there he is now, he's just gone back up the tree and at the moment Skid hasn't, Skid hasn't noticed so he's uh, just gone round the back of the tree and he's heading up and then he's just he's just skipped over to the other tree and I think that's probably he's heading out of this little area but he sat quietly there for a good 5-10 minutes until he felt safe to move Skid's busy uh, truffle hunting now, he's moved on to a different topic. So I think we'll we'll walk very slowly. We're a good 15 minutes into the woodland here, quite a dense part of the woodland, so we'll just walk quite slowly back. Uh, and we might get lucky and, well, we'll probably flush one out rather than one come to us, but the fact we've seen one today is a big bonus. <laughs> And uh, next time I'll come up, I think I'll leave the dog behind. It seems to be a great habitat for red squirrel. There's such a wide diversity of trees here, both conifer and broadleaf trees, and all the native species are here. But there's also a lot of ornamental trees which have been planted at different times, so... I've never seen such a wide variety of trees in one area and they're all very haphazardly planted so it's a very very mixed habitat so a roe deer, a red squirrel and plenty of birds in the background and a jack russell, that's not bad another little spot on the way back here which is sometimes I've seen two or three red squirrels in the same tree so I'm going to try and walk up to this area pretty quietly with the dog, but you can hear us snapping branches under our feet here. This is the last chance for today. Skid you like a bull in a china shop. Pigeon we scared off a second ago, that's a blackbird scared off as well, so I think they're wasting our time. You might hear the sound in the background, it's actually the motorway, which is a good couple of miles away. So sometimes when the wind blows a certain direction, 
You can hear the motorway. Well, it's not quite David Attenborough, is it? But uh, that good fun, really. Nice way to spend a day on a Wednesday. Just going to head for home now. And uh, we'll get skid fed and sorted. So there you have it, Kevin, the naturalist. It's just a couple of little walks I normally do and uh, <laughs> it just gives you a sense of how I waste my time or spend my time. So get in touch with the show, get on to bonnytours.com and leave a comment on any of the content that's there or get on to Facebook and type in Passing Places Podcast or look for Bonnie Tours. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Bonnie Tours. And again, get in touch by that voicemail. It's a fantastic service. Any feedback is wonderful for me because it gives me a sense of purpose. It gives me the uh, renewed enthusiasm and energy to continue to podcast. Now that is Skid who's supposed to be in his bed and he's away drinking water. He's got a fantastic knack of spoiling the audio on almost every show. So if you consider getting a, a puppy and you're thinking of a Jack Russell, why don't you get a stuffed toy instead? They're much easier to look after. They're quiet. <laughs> and he's now playing with his football. So this is turning into a doggy show again. And you've probably had enough of Skid and the audio over at uh, Gilly's Wood. So the final comment I'd like to make is Myred Green. Um, the music that you heard at the start. I'll get a good chance to exhaust that music. I'll play it continuously until I find the bits I really like. It's uh, 50 minutes or an hour long and there's also video. And it was quite funny because when I came up with the idea of passing places and the sense of travelling down single track roads because I feel as if I'm in the Scotland I really want to be in when I'm on the single track roads and also that sense of passing places on your travels. In many ways, that's what inspired her to name the composition and describe it as the leaving of home, the travel through places and the return. So have a little look on Myra Green's website and you can purchase the music directly from her website if you like it. So if you're travelling in Scotland in the, the future, the near future, perhaps I'll get a chance to catch up with you. So... In the meantime, stay safe and we'll speak again soon. And thanks for listening. I'll just play out with uh, the same piece of music from Myra Green. <laughs>